Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Sam and Tim, Tim and Sam. Um, and we've got a guest today. Sam, you want to introduce our guest? We just jump into it. We don't have any any prelude. It's <laughs> awesome. nothing. Icky, this is this is how it, this is how this goes every day, brother. This is this how is we so do fresh. it. It's not super beautifully produced like your show, which we'll talk about at the end of this time together. Which is which Icky. is junk. Beautiful. Iki Tulu Tolu Taimi. Did I say your middle name correctly? Yeah, it's pretty close. You say it. Yeah, Tolu. Iki Tolu Taimi is our guest today, friends. Uh, Iki is a, well, a brother first. Let's begin with that. Yeah, for right? sure. Um, but he's also a minister of the gospel. He works in the Los Angeles region right now. Um, but he's got a long history in ministry. Iki, we should, we should begin with a brief history. Actually, let's, let's do your family first. Let's talk about your family. Because that's the first and most important connection you have. And then we'll talk about your, your, your ministry career. Where you're Absolutely, at now. bro. My so, family. Yeah. <laughs> your family. Uh, okay. You have one. Yes, I do, man. I, you know what? I, I've been one of those human beings in this world has been really blessed to have such a tight village. Um, my, my brothers and sisters have rolled with me pretty much all my life. Uh, once I came back from college, uh, from uh, the college up north in Northern California, to remain nameless. Um, <laughs> PC. We love PC uh, too. We love them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they kicked me out though. So whatever. Uh, no, but uh, my, my sister, my bros, uh, you know, we've been really tight. So when I came down to La Sierra to start school there, actually, it was because my sister was a dean there. And she was like, hey, you know, you're not doing anything with your life. Why don't you come hang out with me at the dorm? Maybe you can meet somebody and get married and move on with your life. I was like, that's mm. not a bad idea. So... I moved in with her and her husband at the, uh, well, they're still married, but I moved in with her and her husband. And um, yeah, then we all, you know, they took care of me and Linda and Roll. We've all been really, we've always been really tight, man. To this day, you have we kids. all you have live kids. real close to each other. And then you met your wife. By the way, the meeting somebody to spend the rest of your life at college did not work out because you met Mel way later, right? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. But you got had better plans. Um, because see, at the time I was an undocumented immigrant. And so I didn't have a lot of options. So I didn't think I was ever going to go back to school. I, I, I had the, um, you know, I, I had the, the grades. Um, mm-hmm. I would have done really well from the beginning, from the get-go. But as an undocumented immigrant, you don't really think you have many options. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I might as well try to get married and, and, and do something in my life. But God had better plans. And then Melanie came in and my wife is a rock star, guys. Let me tell you something. She's, mm-hmm. she's. For a million reasons, she's my hero. But especially during this time with the, the whole COVID that's happening, she's a relief charge nurse over at the ICU. Wow. And, um, you know, she which, works which in the, what they call the dirty unit. And she's there and she's, she's rocking out, you know. She's, she comes home and she tries to be present with the kids. And then and we've been married 10 years. Oh, 10 years next week, guys. Awesome. Wow. Yes. Congratulations, yeah. man. Thank congrats, you, bro. bro it's, it's huge, man. It's huge. It's huge. Mel's a hero. She's at, uh, in downtown LA, right? Uh, White Memorial yeah, Hospital. She's, yeah, that's where she's, she's at. She's a hero. Man. Incredible. 
She comes home every day and she's like, you know, her face is tore up from the masks and, you know, she's mm. beat up from the patients because not, not because they're bad, but because she loves them so much. She's trying to, you know, do stuff. She's had to hold a few hands of people that she knew was going to be the last time, um, the last hand they'd hold. And, you know, she's been fighting this with such a good spirit about it, doing her best. So it's painful sometimes when I hear these people like, you know, on social media and I, this last video that came out, man, it's ridiculous. You know, like it almost brought her to tears to hear such foolishness in this world. You know, when she's mm-hmm. working so hard to to help people and then there are people who's counterproductive to this whole process. So mm. We're a mask mm. people. Yeah. 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 Which video? Can we get, can we just say it get real? Cause you know, this- yeah, it was a video that came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday morning um, called, Doctors of America or something, you know, and they're talking yeah. about. Um, they're, I'm okay, everybody. <laughs> this is a professional operation, Aki. Please, <laughs> please. You guys are you guys are too early in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was those frontline doctors of America. You saw um, that, right? Yeah, right, Tim. You know, it started off like almost reasonable, and then it just got unreasonable mm. it it did it did it did um anytime you're gonna downplay um the issues and you know you're, you're trying to pivot people into a different direction that's not really helpful um yeah. to their health or to our communities that's not good yeah you gotta you've got a different glimpse of this well with mel coming home every day right telling you what's going on in her life and yeah and please tell her we listen well she can also listen to this podcast and and she can hear from our own voices, Tim, right? Yeah, Amel, sure. you're a hero. Yeah, thank you. You're all, you're amazing. You're doing. Um, you've got kids. You said you named kids. I've got two of them. Michaela's seven, Leo's five. And um, yeah, this is this is probably not the most opportune time in your life to be hanging out with and have children. I tell them all the time, like just yesterday, I said, you guys, you know, I love you. Right. And they're like, yeah, why? I said, cause I always make fun of you guys. Like I'm always talking <laughs> mess. And my, and Michael's like, yeah, dad, we're used to it. <laughs> Dude, five and seven though. That's like, you're in it. You're in yeah. it. Those kids mm-hmm. are like, yeah. you gotta, and you gotta they're in a stage where they're not quite like, you know, they're not independent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And but they don't, so, so, you know, they need to be with you the whole time during this time, during the quarantine time. So right. whether you're working or not, in fact, at some point, one of them is probably going to walk in here, just let you know right now and just all good. Good. not care about you yeah. guys. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, Icky, so we haven't done a really proper intro. Icky's a much beloved speaker, pastor around the world. Yep. Um, International. The name, International. And he's like, when it, he's like, he's like Sting or Cher or Madonna. You don't have to say his full name. All you got to say is, you know, Icky? <laughs> and people are like, Icky, I love Icky. Like, I, I've dreamed of having just one name, man. It's amazing. Uh, I'm thankful that that name's finally Sting paying off, guys. I've had to live with well, it for four decades now. <laughs> hey, you're, and, and you are... Uh, when my own children make a ranking of their favorite speakers, uh, Icky's at the top. Yep. It's not hurtful, Icky, to me. I actually am just happy that yeah, so funny. They, you're their hero yeah. and that you have said things to them that have shaped their spiritual life and their hearts. Um, uh, yeah, brother, thank you. Oh, you um, know, you got. 
that's that's big kudos coming from you two human beings <laughs> there's a there's a there's a quite a, a big ladder of of individuals in my life where i say you know like these you guys who did it in fact um i got invited to i probably told you this tim but i got invited to australia once to to speak at a i think it was a camp or something like that mm-hmm. and the individual literally said to me tim we asked him um, if there's anybody else from America worth bringing out here, you know, that would be good. And, and he, he said, you, he said, you know what, Iki has really, um, has stepped his game up. He's like really thoughtful about the word. Um, so bring him out. The, so the only reason why I came out there is because the great word of Tim Gillespie. Wow. Put a stamp mm. on it. And because wow. you put a stamp on it. So I, I owe, I owe it all to you, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I only get gigs that Sam said no to. So yeah, that ladder, I'm, I'm let's make it clear. I'm certainly not at the top that's of that ladder, true. but no, bro. <laughs> I let, I, let me, let me affirm you. Um, because I think I heard you really early on, mm-hmm. like you were still in college the first time I heard you speak. And I'm like, man, this guy has some good things to say. And then some really weird things to say. <laughs> like I was, I was a little, I'm a little older than you. And true. I was like, I was like, I think this guy's either going to be an amazing preacher or he's going to get so crazy. Nobody's going to know what to do with them. Um, I literally thought that I thought, I thought there are moments of brilliance and moments of, I don't know. I'm a little right, scared, right. but dude, watching you grow in the pulpit and mm-hmm. become the kind of preacher that you are um, is just, it's been fun to watch. And, um, and I also will say this, you've probably, of all the people who have tried to um, not only make fun of me, but do an impression of me, I think you are the best. Oh, sure. man. You're <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, you guys are the best. Icky, so What's up, after bro? you planted a church in uh, yeah. Gardena, yep. uh, how long were you at uh, that church? I, I was there until uh, June. So basically, some like 14, 15 years or something like that. We started in 06. So, yeah, um, yeah, about 14 years. <coughs> and it, it was a phenomenal time in my life. To be very honest, God did a lot of things in me that I don't, I don't think would have happened if I had not been there. And I, I know that there were other options along the way, and there were other more lucrative spaces as far as like um, – as, as far as Adventism is concerned, right? Like, you know, you, you want to mm-hmm. be in certain institutional spaces or whatever. Um, but if I had not been there, I really don't think I'd have been able to cut my teeth the way that um, God wanted me to. And it was, it was, I'm telling you, it was some of the most meaningful moments of my life because I spent the majority of my time then with non-Adventist people mm-hmm. and the church was more, the demographic was more non-Adventist people. And um, something about us Adventists, when we get together, we get a little toxic. I think that's the truth about every kind of human being, right? But when we get together, there's like this deep ancestral pride that begins to surface, bubble up to the surface and we can't let it go. And the rightness about us like gets a little crazy. Mm, um, and so mm. I've, I, I, I've always been the kind of individual that loves human beings, but um, being in that space really helped me grow in, in all kinds of genres. Like, you know, we mm. had all kinds of different people who believed a bunch of different stuff who came there. We, we've had straight people, we've had gay people, we've had lesbians, we've had, you know, part, part of them were part of our leadership, part of them were growing with us. And so we had an opportunity, not just myself, but those around me who were Adventists grew a lot because mm. you 
don't become empathetic towards anything until you're exposed to it, till you live with it, till you engage with it. And then, um, then your heart becomes more open and, and you listen better. Mm. So it was, it was really just a phenomenal time in my life. I, I wouldn't, I would not have changed it. Um, in fact, I, I'm still really kind of like a fish out of water where I'm at right now. So where are you right now? What are you doing? Um, Back in June, I, I started a, a new role. And so I'm in the conference. I'm the um, young adult senior youth director for Southern California Conference. But, you know, I, I spoke with our senior officers at the time. And, I, you know, they know that I've got a deep love for the community and for, you know, the actual local space. And this was just something that they needed taken care of. So we've got a, you know, they're really supportive of everything that, um, I'm doing and they, they're really behind me and um, they've got this, you know, they're, they're, they're good people and they're smart leaders and they're thoughtful and they're courageous, but they're also unaware of some things. And so they, you know, they, they trust my perspective on things. And so there's a really good symbiotic relationship in there. Yeah, you've got some great awesome. leadership over at Southern California Conference. We, uh, yeah. you know, as you know, we're planning a church over there. Yeah. And to be able to work with you guys has been a lot of fun, a lot of really forward thinking. Um, actually, I don't know if they're forward thinking, but they create space for some good movement. Yes, you know? and I, I think agree. that's great leadership. I really think that that's such a great, uh, you know, I had a, a conversation with your president when we were talking about planting and he was like, hey, just for the record, like, I don't know if I'll ever go. That's not really my, my jam. He didn't <laughs> say my jam, but, um, <laughs> but, but he was like, that's maybe not my thing, but um, I think there needs to be space for you guys. And I, I just, man, I so appreciated that. So that's a, I'm glad you're working with a good team, man. I mean, if we could just do that much, right. Uh, that, that's to make space and say, listen, this may not be my jam, but right. I want to empower you. I, I see that something good is happening here that God is, his hand is in the, in the move and, and go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Icky, brother, so we could talk about so much with you because, you know, there's so much going on in the world right now. Yeah, and is. you are involved in so much. Um, and, but we wanted to, we wanted to focus, by the way, we hope this is not the only time you will be no, absolutely yeah, on, on this show because, you know, we have been known to blow up people's careers dramatically. Huge. Um, like by, you'd be a different person. It'll be hard for you after you've been on this show. <laughs> if you don't have it. It's been hard for me ever since agent. I've known you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I try to distance um, myself a little bit. <laughs> that's probably wise. That's probably a story. So move. we'll talk about other things when we have you back. But today we wanted to ask you about, uh, specifically about your, what you've done. Describe the, what you've done in response to the 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 social unrest and specifically the racial the racial issues that we've been facing uh, as a community as a as a nation over the last few months, you you've led a response to that and you've been involved in a response to that and so I want to, I wanted to ask we wanted to ask you to speak to that like what was it that happened how did you get involved describe you know uh, why you think this is a an important, like a turning point, an important moment in this, uh, in, in this uh, fight for justice. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, <clears throat> and as you guys know, no group is is there's no no such thing as a monolithic group, right? Um, and that's the challenge is especially when you're thinking from the perspective of a leader. Everyone, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Everyone, this mic wants to be my friend. 
It makes your voice sound good, though. It is a very yeah. good mic, but the stand is kind of whack. I own Everyone mic. wants the right to be heard. It didn't make me sound. It didn't make me sound as good as it makes you sound. You what, your voice is that. not as good. I, <laughs> you know, Icky's Icky's <laughs> like a, a big. He's like a big <laughs> man. He's like tonguing. He's got <laughs> just amazing. Not as good, like, Tim. Your face. I, I, I'm just saying. Your this voice is kind of high. Your voice kind of high and squeaky. <laughs> you know, this is why we have to have a, a podcast, not a video show, because no one wants to look at your face. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, I can even do. <laughs> so I love how you guys hate love on each other, man. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's been a long friendship. <laughs> a long journey. <laughs> that feels like a burn. <laughs> Take it as you will. No, you were actually saying right, some really back, good things. Back. Yeah, I mean, as a leader, um, your your job is to lead people. And not everyone is going to be at the same place you are. And I think it's kind of foolish for us to say we need consensus around things. That never works out. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Moses waited for consensus, they'd have never left Egypt. <laughs> uh, so God gives vision. And then you have to be bold enough to say, okay, how am I going to lead everybody across the Red Sea? Like, how do I speak in such a way that those in the front stay excited and those who are dragging in the back because they don't want to come along is going to complain, but they're going to come along and eventually see or notice that this needed to happen. Um, so that, that's a challenge. Um, anytime we speak into spaces here in America that seem or that are couched in political rhetoric, um, it, 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 we, we've got to be able to uh, like look at things and say, listen, either this is biblically inappropriate or not. And if it's, if, if it's not, or, or if it is, we need to speak up against it. So I grew up here in LA and while being in the Adventist church, you go to academies. Um, the academy I went to was very diverse. We went to um, LAAA, Los Angeles Adventist Academy at first. And then we moved over to South Beijing Academy in Torrance, but it was a very diverse group of students, lots of African-Americans. So I've been an individual, probably like many, but I have become a better individual. I've grown up being shaped by um, African American, the African-American community, by hip hop, by one more time, I'm going to kill this thing. <laughs> by, um, by, by the music genre, by, by the clothing industry, um, by the food. So I've actually, like many people, have uh, grown because of the black mm -hmm. community. So when I, when I see things like this, my heart says, well, it is comfortable to sit, sit on the sidelines or I need to be able to help people recognize that the community we've siphoned from for so long needs us to also stand beside it. The problem with America, for me, this is just me personally, I think the problem with America is that like any empire, we are too close to this picture to recognize where, where, what our role is in it. Uh, because you notice mm. we've got issues. Uh, so we confuse our patriotism with our Christianity. And that's really problematic um, because this causes us to be angry about um, our black community saying, hey, this is unjust. We say, no, man, you got to follow the laws. You got to you just need to stop doing wrong. And that's kind of a that's kind of a narrative out there. And then at the very next voice, we're all for 
Daniel protesting on a knee and going into the lion's den. For Moses, breaking up all of Egypt's economy. Moses blew that economy up. He took their, their slave work. He, the, the plagues came, right? Uh, if, mm. if something like this would have happened in America, we would be very upset at the Israelites or those that are oppressed, which is kind of what mm. we're seeing. Reason being is that the Bible are full of oppressed people and God leading oppressed human beings. And we, unfortunately, on this side of that story are more privileged than we are oppressed. So we mm-hmm. read the Bible with different lenses. And so, you know, I just, when, when I see things like um, that's been happening around us, and I have experienced that injustice myself, because many times as a person of color, people have stereotyped me. So I know what it's like to get pulled over on a regular I know what it's like mm-hmm. to get harassed. I know what it's like to have people say things about you as a human being that belittles your humanity. Um, and so my heart is much closer to that. And when, it, when I see these things on a bigger scale, I just thought, you know, we as a church need to speak up because there are human beings out there who are hoping that the church would champion this and they would speak up if we spoke up. But sometimes mm-hmm. as church and church leaders, we're scared of what those who are privileged will say. We're scared of hurting the, the herd. We're, we're scared of harming um, the emotions of those who are fragile because they have some kind of privilege. The church needs to speak up for what is right and for what is good. And yeah, some people are going to disagree with that. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Some people are going to be angry, especially some of those that give tithe that we like to get. But truth is truth. And when God comes, he's going to be like, did you do what you were supposed to do? Did you defend the fatherless? Did you stand up for the widow? Did you take in the foreigner? And every time I see our country doing something that's, that's counterintuitive or counterproductive to that movement that God has called us to, man, we got to speak up. I know we love America. I know you love America. I love it. I love the NBA, man. I, I love fast food. I, I love America, but America is not the kingdom of God. And in about 300 years from now, when there's a different world power and people look back to this time, Christians, when they look back, Adventists, when they look back to this time and there's a different world power and there's a different number one country, will they say to to us at this time that we did the right thing? Or will they say Hmm. we were part of the empire structure? Hmm. So I don't want to be part of the empire structure, my friends. I I, I want to be able to speak good health and speak goodness and rightness and equality to people. And I want to bring people on for that journey because I know it's a hard discussion. You know, I get emails all the time and side messages. Hey, I just, you know, you know, I love you, but I just want you to know, like, you know what BLM's made of, right? You know, some of those leaders. Yeah, but we've never partnered with a group that we've completely, wholly, completely agreed with. That just doesn't work that way. We've, we've connected with all kinds. We've partnered with all kinds of movements in our history that there are things about them that we may not necessarily agree with. But because of the stance of goodness and rightness that is happening in that moment, we say, yes, we will partner. With you. We will stand beside you. That's what we got to do, mm. people. Mm. Come on, man. Mm. Let's live for the right. Mm. Anyways, that's how I got all started. So, you know, well, I, I try to speak life and goodness um, in, into into the world um, in that standing up for equality for our black community, as well as um, trying to mentor and befriend individuals who are on the other side or maybe in the middle somewhere who has no idea what they should do to help right. kind of move them along, which can be painful, uh, bro. Tedious. Can you can you say can you say more about? 
some of the things you're doing that you have done and you're doing like specifics yeah. yeah uh yeah 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 so we we started uh connecting up with um some of our churches early on pastor donovan donovan's my guy man he got this um he he wanted to do this march <clears throat> so him and pastor uh barnes from um Oh man. Anyways, I wanted to give him credit, but I can't quite remember uh, where he's from right now. Uh, they got together and they pulled um, some pastors together and they did a march. And so they, he invited me to come along and help along with that stuff. And I brought the shirts and um, I made these shirts. They're called uh, Avenus for Black Lives Matter because I thought it was, it's imperative for us to make a statement that says, this is something we care for. And so um, we created these shirts. And then what I did was I just started calling people and say, hey, do you want a shirt? And, and you know, I'm not charging because I, I, I wanted um, those who were getting these shirts to be able to stand up in solidarity with a voice to wear it so that others would see it. Because here's the thing, there are people in this world who want to stand up, but who are kind of nervous because they're like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that person's standing up. But is the person that I trust, is he or she standing up? And so the more individuals that wear this and that we have the sense of of solidarity around it, I think the more momentum it gets. And those who are more shy would say, okay, yeah, me too. I'm I'm along for the ride. Um, So... We've been doing that. And then we, we did another march in Long Beach. It was a more of a, a prayer march. So we wore the shirts and we went out and protest. But, we, but, we, but what we did in that process is we went to the business owners who got their, um, their businesses, local businesses broken into and stuff during the rioting time. Um, and to be clear, most protesters are great human beings. There are a ton of other insurgents in there. So I'm not talking about these protesters, but the rioting did happen, broke down some of these businesses. So we went from business to business and we put on their, um, their business doors. We prayed for you. We're Adventists for Black Lives Matter so that you know what our stance is. But we also care for you as a human being. We ran into mm-hmm. a bunch of business owners. One of the ladies, she was like, she, she, had, she was the only business open at that time down that strand. And she was a kind of a juice, you know, those, one of those juice places. She said, you know what? She's just started balling. She not, she's not a believer or anything. You know, she's tatted up. She's, she's the, the ideal long beach person resident. If you can, if you can think of a long beach resident, this is that person. And, you know, she's just balling and she's like, would, would you guys pray with me? And we were like, yeah. So we get around her. So her story was, she was part of the protest. She says, you know, I came down here to protest because I believe in this. Um, she's white, probably in her mid thirties. And she said, you know, I was down there. And while we were down there, you know, some of this happened. And she's like, and so it's been really rough because business, business has been down because of coronavirus. I, I've been protesting with Black Lives Matter because I believe in this. And during the riots, our businesses got broken into and, and rioted. And she's like, so a lot's been happening in my life. And to see you guys come out here and pray with us you know, um, was huge for her. A non-believer doesn't go to any one of our churches, just needed comfort, love, prayer from a bunch of uh, people that were randomly coming by. And, you know, it had happened with the, with one of the, the tattoo parlors we were at. And so we did that. So we've been trying to do these marches. We've, uh, been rocking out the shirts and been passing them out as we can strategically. Um, and then I've been inviting individuals to speak about it. Uh, on our Tuesday tea time to help get a good conversation around it. Mm -hmm. You know, not to debate social media debate 
is the worst thing in the world. If you're listening right now and you think that you're going to change someone's mind, <laughs> stop doing it. Don't, don't waste your pearls, Jesus says. Stop wasting them mm-hmm. pearls because ain't nobody changing their mind over a Facebook debate. Um, and, but I wanted to create a safe place where we can have conversation, help answer some of the questions that people may be misinformed about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about so what, have, what have you learned through that? Give us a couple of tidbits of what you've learned through that. Well, it, interestingly enough, I, I think I've had some uh, great people who've, who've said some really smart things that I probably couldn't articulate very well. Um, but it really helped with the conversation. I know that uh, we get some bounce back in some of the comments and I get bounced back in the, um, in the direct mail as well. But generally, generally it's been really positive. I get a lot of, yo, thank you for that. That was really informative or man, I didn't realize that. And we're talking about stuff like redlining and what is it, what's wrong with, um, I'm colorblind that, that I'm colorblind, you know, what's wrong with that? And so um, one of the young ladies was sharing, she's like, I don't want you to be colorblind. She's like, I want you to appreciate color. God gave us color for a reason. I just want you to not tie my color um, to negative, uh, a negative space. She's mm-hmm. like, but I, I want you to appreciate and celebrate my color. And I want you to appreciate and celebrate your color. Um, to say we're colorblind would suggest that we don't discriminate, which is in and of itself untrue. Right. Mm-hmm. We all discriminate in one way or another. So when you say you're colorblind, what you're basically saying is I de facto only see one way, which is going to be here in America, white America. And so it's mm-hmm. important that when we say we're, we're, you know, when we say we're not color, well, when we say we're colorblind, what we're really saying is I only see the general color, which is what's most comfortable and normative for me. Stuff like that. You know, we, we talked about police brutality um, and the issue therein. When people say uh, defund the police, what does that mean? It doesn't mean get rid of the police and that we're police haters. In fact, in my, in my church, um, I had two police officers. One was a retired detective. Um, the other one was, uh, has an assignment here down in LA and they know they're loved. We love them. We invite the police into our church all the time, but they also recognize that there is a problem in our world, in our country. And if we don't admit to it, we can't fix it. Mm-hmm. So we have these kind of conversations and I've heard people say things like, well, okay. Uh, but you know, what about the black on black crime? And you know, what, what about that kind of stuff? So we've had conversations around that. Well, yeah, that's true. But the, the truth of the matter is it, all, all most crime that happens to any one particular race happens from within that race. And part of that is because we all live in those groups of people. So you're going to have the most majority of crime. Secondly, just that's, of course, we want to take care of that issue. That's not the issue we're talking about, though. Those aren't two uh, mutually exclusive issues. They need to be taken care of, and they may have crossover, but it doesn't make police brutality correct, right? There's, there's still pain there. We've, we've got to fix that. So, mm-hmm. so give us some particulars about the... Um, your pod, your podcast, what you're doing, Tea Time, I think you're yeah. calling it. Um, tell us about that, where people can watch it and where they can watch archived um, things and that sort of, I think. Yeah, man. Um, so it's Tuesday Tea Time. It's on um, facebook.com forward slash one house SoCal. It's also on youtube.com forward slash one house SoCal. And it's every Tuesday. I, I've 
I'm committed to having all kinds of human beings. I've had some really great people. And then I've had like you two come on there. And so, you know, <laughs> well, I was, a, I was a secret guest. Let's you, be clear. You were a totally secret guest. Too. And then uh, Sam's mic went out. So then it was like, well, it's just Tim and I now. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which turned out to be yeah, better, you, Tim. You lowered, oh, wow. you, lowered the, you lowered the bar when you had us, you had us on there. We, no, we, no, we, have reveled, we have reveled in our unprofessionalism when it comes to the digital space. <laughs> <laughs> we have we've embraced it but no it's it's good stuff man you've been you've been putting a good mm -hmm. word out there and having Thanks, good conversations bro. which i think is really really important and uh, yeah. the way that you have led has been really um great just so you know. and one house socal what is that yeah. one house socal is basically the um that's that's the name of our department we we uh, we titled it that because we wanted to make sure that um we had a statement in our title that said we belong together and we're all not going to agree on everything and we're not all going to eat the same thing or look the same way or worship the same way, but we still all belong to one God, one faith, one blood, mm. one baptism. And so that's what one house really is. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Iggy, before we close here, you also have a, a podcast with uh, my good friend, Donovan Childs. Uh, and just for this, because some of our, we call them our dear listeners, um, may not know, you are a person of color. I am a right? person of color, yes. So, what, so a little bit of your, you know, your background, where you're from, all that stuff, and then maybe talk a little bit about the podcast, the podcast you're doing with Donovan Childs. Yes, absolutely. So I'm from Tonga. Um, I was born there and we moved over here. My mom um, had cancer and then she was pregnant with my daughter, with my, not my daughter, my sister, um, <laughs> my little sister. And um, because of how uh, bad the cancer was, they, we had to find a better place to get the job done. So we moved here um, and she got the surgery done. We ran out of visa. We became undocumented. We've lived here. And I want to take a moment to thank the Adventist church and all the human beings who've loved on us, who've taken care of us. Um, we're, we're generational Adventists, but when we moved here, obviously um, being foreigners, it was the Adventist people, the Adventist church here and the community of human beings that we were around directly who really took care of us. Plus other human beings that God put in our way. So, you know, it, it was, it, it was a, it was a good experience. It was a, a wonderful experience. Grew up here, um, went to, uh, our Adventist schools, went to an academy in Adventist school. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, so, um, my experience has been really nice in that, in that particular way. So you and Donovan, the podcast. You yes. Have a, so Donovan is, is so, I'm, so I'm a person of color and um, Donovan is African American. We went to school and we literally, uh, yeah, we've hung out, done ministry, and he hit me up of a couple, few weeks ago, maybe a couple months. He's like, hey, Ick, I want to start a podcast, and I want us to do one, and I wanted to get it up by my birthday. And his birthday is July 10. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's like, no, let's go. And I was like, all right, let's go then. Let's do this. So uh, he worked it up and we started one and the, we released the first one on his birthday. And we've been doing one ever since. In fact, we gotta, we're got we going to be doing some tonight. We're going to do a couple episodes. Title? And, um, title of the podcast? What's the t title? The title is uh, Urban Prophets. That's what we're called. Urban Prophets. Nice. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I, like I wanted to do something like Urban something else but he, he I, I take that, issue right? with the fact that you recorded at night that seems so inappropriate yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be done in early in the morning so Listen, and, and, Tim, we don't and, have your bloodline we can't get up this early bro <laughs> in, cl in closing Icky, i just want to say two things to you one is that 
we have spoken about you on this podcast in the past. We have told stories about your undocumented past, but we're not going to tell you which episode. That means you're going to have to listen to all 40 of our, of our podcasts no, to find out I, where I seriously you are want to listen to each somewhere in there. And number two, brother, so we've wrestled with changing our, our podcast name based on, because yours is so cool. Urban Prophets, is, that's yeah, pretty cool. That's all so done. we're going to be the suburban deacons. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even get to be elders. We're just deacons. We're, I love it. <laughs> You guys, you guys, you guys are the best. I want you to know that. I love you guys so much. Oh man, thanks for being here oh. with us. I'm sorry we got to wrap up. We need to. No, we'll we'll talk to you again. We're doing a drive-in devotional here that I apparently have to go speak at. So, um, yes. Anyway, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for waking up early. You can go back to sleep if if that's all right. If, thanks, if you can do it. And just <laughs> you know, blessings on your work, blessings on your ministry. And um, this is Tim and Sam. Sam and Tim with Iki Taimi. I didn't say your middle name though. Tulu. <laughs> Tolu. Tolu. Yeah. Does that mean something? It means three. <laughs> don't even <laughs> ask. Don't even ask. <laughs> I didn't have a I didn't even have a comment. I was not expect I was expecting like your great warrior or something. <laughs> You're like three. Three. That's awesome. That'll be for the next podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Dear listener, we so appreciate you. This is Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.